0: Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. Come on, put your hands together, let's clap to God. We need a move today. We need a move today, we need a move today, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We want a move from God, and I wanna build off of those last words. We are here for you right we are here for you we need a move lift your hands right now i just want to pray just to start the 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 message father in the name of jesus we come boldly before you we come boldly to the throne of grace and we ask oh lord for a move of your powerful hand we ask for a move of your heart we ask for a move of your spirit oh god move on us and move for us we pray oh god We need a move today, and God, as we come to seek you, we ask, oh God, that you would hear from on high. You said, call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will answer. And so, Lord, we stand upon your word today, and we trust you for a mighty move. Move today by your mighty power in the mighty name of Jesus, and everyone said... Amen. Come on, let's clap to the Lord right now. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know church ought to be interactive. When you come to church, you shouldn't just sit there and receive. Church should be interactive. There should be a back and forth between us and God. Would somebody say amen? You don't just come to church to sit and be entertained like you go to a movie. You come to church to have a meeting with God. Did anybody come to have a meeting with God today? Can I get an amen? That's what the 21-day fast has been all about and the 21-day series. It's all about us having deep Uh, Encounters with the Lord, deep meetings with God, having this coming year be the best year of our lives because of our relationship with Jesus. And so I want to give a quick recap. When we started this series, we began with the deep fact that God already knows. Everybody say, He already knows. And because he already knows, we know that we could just seek God for God. And in the, that's a good time to say amen. amen. And in the beginning of your approach to God, always just go to him for him. No matter how big your needs are, no matter how great your needs are, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Draw near to God to be close to God. Amen. And it is radically transformational to your walk with God when you stop, when, you, when your relationship graduates from gimme, gimme, gimme to Lord, I love you. Now, the second thing that we learned is that God really wants to show us. Last week, we were focusing on repentance. Fundamentally, repentance means that you turn when God wants you to turn. It means that you make a turn in your heart, a turn in your attitudes. And God, there are things that God wants to turn away from. He wants us to turn away from. And then there are also things that God wants us to turn towards. And when you walk with God, repentance uh, enables us to really follow the voice of God. Is anybody here open for the voice of God in 2020? Could I see your hands? Come on. Amen. Amen. It will be the best year of your life if you seek God with the confidence that says he really wants to show me how he wants me to live. He wants to show me his plan. He wants to lead me to the right relationships, away from the wrong relationships, to the right career, away from the wrong career. God really wants to show us. And then today... Um, we're moving into the asking. Now it's so funny. In the first week, I challenged our church family to go seven days without asking, and many people described the kind of hiccup nature that it created in their prayer life. It was like, uh, "Lord, I love you, and would you please, God, step into?" Oh, sorry, Lord. <laughs> You know, and that's all good because the testimonies have been over time like the beauty of just saying, Lord, I love you for who you are. But here's the thing about the Lord. He does tell us to ask. He does invite us to ask, to ask for things big and small. Give us today our daily bread. Call upon me in the day of trouble. From crisis to provision, God invites us to ask him. Have you asked the Lord this year? Instead of looking to your own strength, are you looking to his strength? Do you begin with asking him or do you begin with asking other people? God says, ask me first. Okay. There comes a point where it's time to ask. And today, fundamentally speaking, what the Lord wants us to know as we get to asking is that God gives good gifts. Come on, let's say that together. God gives good gifts. Our Heavenly Father is a giver of everyone good gifts. And that's one of the things that we're going to learn. It's foundational to our asking God Is that we need to be aware of the fact that he gives good gifts. You know why he gives good gifts? Because he's a good, good father. Amen. Amen. He's a good, good father. And so we're going to read uh, two passages as we've been doing so. One from the Old Testament. One from the New Testament. I've just felt led that way. And the first one is... Uh, from the Old Testament, an illustration that we're gonna, kind of kind of going to be closing on, because um, there there's a a, a a unique understanding of prayer that I believe uh, both of these passages want to the Lord wants to impart to us through these passages, and so we're going to go ahead and read the first one. Um, it's sort of unique, but you'll, it'll make sense by the end. First Samuel. Chapter One. Now, when we go to read this, you need to know, First Samuel chapter one is coming out of the darkest period in the history of Israel, and um, what God does is something very radical to, in order to change the direction of that nation, he had to raise up a man. He had to raise up a great leader. And the way he raised up this great leader is that there was a woman, and her name was Hannah. Now, Hannah was married to Elkanah, and Elkanah had two wives. One of his wives had a lot of kids. Hannah, it seems like the Lord had closed her womb. And her womb, she wanted children, but she wasn't getting the child that she wanted. And then at a certain point, Hannah prayed a desperate kind of prayer. Everyone say desperate. So... There is a place for desperation in the, in the spiritual place as you pray, okay? And there's this unique balance between uh, confidence and desperation that we have to strike when we seek the face of God. So here's what happened for Anna, Hannah. Uh, in her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. And she made a vow saying, Lord Almighty, if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then, everybody say then, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life and no razor will ever be used on his head. And when she prayed that prayer, then she became pregnant with Samuel. And when Samuel was a little boy, she uh, 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 brought him right to the temple, and he grew up in the temple. We will revisit this issue at the end of the message. Now, moving on to the New Testament, Matthew chapter 7. These are the words of Christ, and this is the invitation. Ask. Everybody say, "Ask." ask. Ask, and it will be given to you. Okay, this is what he's saying. Everybody say, seek. Seek and you will find. Lastly, knock and the door will be open to you. Jesus is inviting us. We saying, we need a move, and Jesus is inviting us to ask for a move of God. Jesus is inviting you and inviting me today to ask for a move of God. To knock and say, God, I will not rest until you move by your mighty power. God loves that kind of praying. He loves the kind of praying that says, Lord, I believe you. I believe you're more powerful. I believe you're greater. I believe you're able and then watch this. Look at what he says. He says, which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. Let's read the bowl together. Ready? How much more will your father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Exclamation point. Okay? So in the first one, we see Hannah's desperate struggle. But in the second one, we see this incredible invitation from Jesus himself that says, ask. And by the way, when he says, ask and seek and knock, he puts no limitation on the request. There's no limitation on the request. Over time, God, was, uh, God raised people from the dead. He parted seas. He put, he put food where there was no food. He rained down manna from heaven. Is there a limitation to the power of God today? How many know he can do all things? He has all power. He is the great king, the one who is able to do everything that we need in 2020. When you go to ask God, there's no limitation today. There's no limitation. God can heal cancer. God is able by his mighty power to put someone in their right mind. God can cast out demons. I was reading the other day there were these two men who were just so demon-possessed and so full of the devil that people would avoid that area. And guess what? When Jesus showed up, they turned into little lambs. The lion of Judah can always tame the lion from hell because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world and so Jesus is making this huge invitation to all of us saying ask seek knock ask seek knock one more time ask seek knock and then he, he tells us, beginning in a sense, why. And we've already mentioned it, but here's what he's telling us. He says that he gives good gifts, and the encouragement today to your life and to my life is this. When you ask, always ask based on relationship. Okay? When you ask... Ask based on relationship. Ask based on the fact that you have a heavenly father. Ask based on the fact that he is a good, good father. You know, it's an incredible thing when you talk to children what they think about their dads. You talk to some kids and they're like, my dad is stronger than your dad. You know? And and my dad can do this, and my dad can do that, and they just have this incredible faith in their father. They ask of their dads, like, like, Dad, I want this, and Dad, get me that, and Dad, get me that. And you're like, hey, bro, you think I got a printing press in the basement or something? But they don't think about that. You know, and that's of earthly fathers. But how many know there's nothing that limits the Father in heaven? And when we ask our Dad, our Dad is able by His mighty power. Hallelujah. But your asking is based on relationship. Now, this is a very, very important thing. I feel like um, I remember. I grew up in New York. And I'm a Chicagoan now, we've been here for 18 years. I think that makes you a Chicagoan, right? Amen. So I got Chicago blood in me. But I remember when I first got to the city, things worked differently in Chicago. You know, because this is a big city, but it seems like everybody knows everybody. And when you, you want to get stuff done, you got to know somebody who knows somebody. You know, you don't just walk into to the alderman's office or to this office or to that. It just didn't seem like that. It was like somebody was like, well, I know some so-and-so so and so-and-so. And, so. and it's like, you know what, that's the way it works around here. In other words, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Amen. Fundamentally speaking, when it comes to praying as a New Testament believer, that could not be more true. Fundamentally speaking, when you go to ask, your asking should be based on who you know. You know it's kind of like this. So in the month of December, uh, it's a big month because our anniversary is in December, and then my wife's birthday is in December, and then there's Christmas in December. That's a lot of gifts to get, let me tell you. And um, this past year was really special because my 22-year-old looking wife turned 50. (laughs) And um, so we had special celebrations. And so for our anniversary, um, I wanted to take her to a special restaurant and take her to the theater. And so I was kind of planning and the whole deal. And And so I, you know, when we went to, when I went to look for tickets, I could get a seat in the theater, but I couldn't get the seats that I wanted. And I certainly didn't want to pay the price that they were charging for seats that I didn't even want. It was like all the way up there for that much? It's like, you got to be kidding me. So don't call me cheap now. There's a lot of, there's a lot of birthday anniversary christmas so remember that so then i wanted to get into this restaurant and i could get into the restaurant but i couldn't get the reservation that i wanted so it's like oh you want to eat here on that night well you can eat at about 9:15 i was like this is unbelievable so guess what i did i called a friend Because I have a friend who knows the friends. And my friend, I don't know who he called, to be honest with you. Okay, but my friend called and said to, he called two different friends. He called one guy and he said, hey, my uh, pastor is a big deal, blah, blah, blah. You know, can you do something? He wants to get into this. For this night, for the theater, the guy was like, all right, I want to do this right now. Uh, What is it? What night? Okay, boom, boom. He called them back in like 15 minutes. And can I tell you something? I got the best seats in the house. And for a fraction, I barely paid anything. Come on, God. Hallelujah. That's what I'm talking about. Because you got to know somebody. But here was the best thing, and I promise you, I was so excited about the night, and I was so into my wife. And when we walk up to the host, uh, the hostess for the restaurant, we walk up, and here's what happened. So I, um, so I said,, uh, two for Toledo, please." <laughs> She's like gone." She said, "Sorry, no Toledo." I was like, "Oh, snap." You know, and then I'm like, what, no Toledo? So then I finally said, oh. So I gave my friend's name. And when I gave gave their name, they went, oh, right this way, sir. (laughs) And I promise you what happened at that moment is a verse popped into my mind. And while we were walking and the restaurant was crowded and we walked through a bunch of people even to get there, the restaurant was so crowded. So I'm walking, I couldn't help but remembering the exhortation in scripture regarding prayer that says, when you come to me, if you come in the name of Jesus, then all things will be possible. Because when you come in his name, how many know he is the one who made a way for us, who opens doors for us. And when we pray in the name of Jesus, things just blow open for us. Hallelujah, Jesus. It's all based on relationship, you see. And when you pray based on relationship, then all things are possible. When we pray, we pray with a confidence that says, our Father gives good gifts. And that's why we try so hard to teach you to have a personal relationship with God. That's why when when we come here, we're not interested in entertaining you. You realize that, right? If I put all of my energy into trying to entertain you and to have you leave here thinking, what a great sermon, what a great this, what a great that. But you don't have a deep interaction with Jesus, then we missed it. We failed. Okay? We absolutely failed. The thing that the Lord has called me to do, the reason why we're here, is because of who Jesus is. Jesus is the son of the most high God. Jesus came to this world and he lived a perfect sinless life. And he gave himself up for us. He was declared guilty so that we could be declared everyone not guilty. Hallelujah. And he died so that we would be in relationship with him. So that we would be close to him. Your best 2020 will be just being close to him. Just be close to him. You got to learn how to be close to him. You got to learn how to connect with him, for him. See, we started with seek. Seek first the kingdom of God. It's all based on relationship. If you will just learn how much he loves you, if you could just learn how much he wants to be with you, then asking God for things becomes no problem. But it begins when we learn how to reach out to him and say, God, I love you. And I thank you for loving me. How many believe God loves you? Could I see your hands? Come on, let's put our hands together. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands. Hallelujah. I've got something else to say, but I just... Could we interact with God? Hallelujah. Just tell him I love you, I worship you, God. You're a good, good father. Say against this week, against the hardship of this week, against the difficulties, against the challenges, against the attacks of the devil. You are a good, good father. You're a good God. Hallelujah. And whatever we go through is temporary. And so, Lord, we thank you that we can come to you and find rest for our weary souls. You, you are a good, good father. Hallelujah. We're not in a rush. We didn't come here, Father, to hear sermons. We came here to hear from you. We came here to be with you. Blessed be your name. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. Come on, let's love them. You are perfect in all of your ways. Two one. That's where you start. That's where you start, everyone. You are perfect in all of.
1: Wins. You are perfect in all of your ways to
0: us. We bless your name. You are perfect. Come on everyone. You are perfect in all of you. That's the way you approach Him. That's the way you seek Him. That's the way it begins. It begins when you go home in your car. Tomorrow morning, tonight, it begins. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are and I'm loved by you, it's who I am, it's who I am, it's who I am, that's the way you start. Don't worry if you don't sing well. That's why I always sing. If you see my wife when I'm singing, she goes... It's all good. There's a filter between you and God. It sounds beautiful to him. Amen. How many would say amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, look, we're going to get to asking. But I have to say the best praying is based on relationship. You, the closer you get to God, the, the stronger your faith will be. Because you're close to him. Because you've been with him. You trust him. It's funny how the more time you spend with God, storms start to, rain, to rage in your life. And you're like, just chill. You know, I, I was with Jesus today. Hallelujah. He has the power to calm the storm. I'm not panicking. See? Now, sometimes... Um, I hear this over the years. We've heard this. Um, Sometimes people will say, you know, you guys pray loud at your church. And there's this incredible balance when you pray and when you walk with God. I don't understand all of it. Okay, I don't understand all of it, but I know that there's this balance. I suspect that part of the reason is because in this world, this is a fallen world, fallen nature. There are dark spiritual forces, you know. There's a spiritual war that's taking place. Even though the Bible says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, there's a battle raging all the time. And let me tell you something. The more you pray, the more you become a target you know, but you should be a target. Hell should be afraid of us when we're on our knees. Could somebody say amen? Hallelujah. So look, um, there's a place for fervency which we're going to move into now. But I want to I say this. Okay, if you're like, man, why do you guys pray so loud? Is the Lord deaf? Well, we're just following what the Bible says. Okay. We're going past culture. We're going past traditions. I'm not interested in traditions. I'm interested in living the way the word of God says. How many would say amen? Oh, come on. Come on. Yes. So here's what the Bible says. The Bible says, during his days on the earth, Jesus offered up loud cries and tears. So you mean to tell me Jesus can cry out to God and and pray fervently and we're too cool and too sophisticated because we live in Chicago? Not so. You see? He offered up loud cries and tears. When he was in the garden of Gethsemane, he actually prayed with so much fervency that the Bible says he was sweating drops of blood. There was a missionary to a Native American Indians, and there was rampant alcoholism among them, and he prayed so hard. He would go out in the snow, and he prayed so hard that he would leave a puddle of sweat out in the cold. But you know what? Sooner or later, those, those people started to get saved. God sent revival. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. I like availeth much, it just sounds more powerful in the King James. When we pray fervently, okay, it gets stuff done. Fervency, fervency means feelings of great warmth and intensity. There is a place, now we're going to move into that. There is a place where we have total trust and we go in based on relationship. But that doesn't stop us from praying fervent prayers. From praying intense prayers. Call upon me in the day of trouble and I will answer. Call means cry out. Make a roar before the throne room of God. Raise your voice. Cry out. In the Old Testament, they raised their voices. In the New Testament, they raised their voices and the Spirit of God, Acts chapter 4, the Spirit of God was poured out and the whole place was shaken. You see? So there's this incredible balance and look, no one, no one No one can say that that is not the New Testament model. Okay? I don't understand it all, but that's what it is. You know what Paul said? Paul said, I travail like a mother giving birth. The Bible teaches fervency. Everyone say fervency. Fervency. It means that you pray with all of your heart. It means that you pray with desperation. It means that you pray continually. It means that you fight in the spirit. But even our fervency, our fervency is always based on relationship. See, the Bible says that Jesus lives to intercede. So Jesus set the example for us and he continues to set the example for us. Of praying, Jesus interceded for us at Gethsemane. He prayed, He said, and he, he said, Lord, not my will, but Thy will be done. Which is one of the keys when you look at Hannah's life, you look at Jesus' life. There's a process when you pray fervently, there's a process. Okay, something happens now because of what happens. God says, Ask based on relationship, and then He also says, Ask. Persistently. Everybody say persistently. When the Bible says ask, seek, and knock, here's what it literally means. It means ask and keep asking. It means seek and keep seeking. It means knock and keep knocking. If you don't get answered the first time, don't get discouraged, keep asking. In other words, ask continually, ask curiously, like, God, what are you going to do? God, what are you going to do? I'm seeking, Lord. What's the answer? What's going on here? Knock. Okay, you listen to what says. You're like, "Good gracious, who's at the door?" That's the way you pray. You pray, how many know? You might be annoyed, but you will go to that door. God says that's the way I want you to pray. God says, when your marriage is jacked up and you don't know what to do, he says, I want you to come to me and I want you to, come on. Ow, I hurt my hand. Okay, when your child is away from the Lord, left hand. That's the way to pray. You need a job. No more knocking. Get intense. You need a breakthrough in your life? Get intense. You need God to change your heart? Go sweat in the presence of God a little bit. And say, like many people throughout history have said, okay? Many people throughout history have said, God, I need you to change me. God, I'm coming into your presence. you got to change me. My heart is ugly. My habits are ugly. My choices are ugly. But God, you can help me, Lord. Help me to love what you want me to love, oh God. You go in one way, you walk out another way. They call that praying through. You see? So look. We have to get over American comfort. We have to get over American convenience. We are citizens of heaven. We are children of the most high God. Could somebody say amen? Well, listen, now. it's a funny thing. So you guys know I'm Cuban, right? So... Cubans talk really loud. I grew up when I was a kid on Saturdays, and um, my father had two Cuban friends who would come over on Saturday morning. It'd be seven o'clock, and they would have a hot bread and butter and coffee. Sometimes they would smoke cigars. And they would just be railing about Cuban politics. I'm like, how do you have the same conversation every week? <laughs> but it's funny because if you lived like two apartments down on the floor and we somehow had one of the windows open, you would say, there's war going on at the Toledo's house. <laughs> but you know what? It was just, that's the way it rolls. They weren't angry. They were just fervent, you see. And you know what the church of Jesus Christ needs? We need a baptism of fervency. We need a baptism of heat and fire when we go to the throne of grace. We got to light things up in the kingdom of darkness. We got to pray until the spirit of God moves. Cause somebody please say amen right now. You show me a mighty praying people, and I will show you a move of God. Okay, it doesn't matter how difficult the city is. God is greater than every city in this world. But if my people pray, the Bible says. So we need to learn how to pray. We need to learn how to, how to get fervent. We need to learn how to cry out to God. He says, ask and keep asking. Seek and keep seeking. Knock and keep knocking. That's what God wants to teach us. And look, I'll, I'll close with this. I will never forget, I spoke a message on prayer once. I was in Omaha, Nebraska. Okay, and I told the story of, my, of how my, my, my wife ran from God and what her parents did. So there was a, 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 a great leader in our country who would come and speak at Brooklyn Tab all the time great man of God and he had a son who was away from the Lord and I remember uh, he said to Pastor Simbla he said, look he said, I have a son, my son is living wild and here's what I've decided just accept it Okay, please listen to this even if you've heard this before, please receive this he said, just accept it at least you could have a relationship with him but just accept it You know, they're going to do whatever they're going to do. And I've decided, you know, he can, I I don't, it it is what it is. I'm just accepting it. And, And then the guy left, he said, I'm not accepting it. I'm not accepting it. God spoke to me. The children of the righteous will be mighty in the land. And my daughter will serve the most high God. And I'm not going to stop seeking and praying until God moves in power. I don't accept it. I say God is greater than my problem, and I say don't accept it. God is greater than your problem today. Could somebody say amen. amen? And we cried out to God like we travailed like a mother giving birth and Chrissy came home. And here was the interesting thing. Years later that man went on to go home to be with the Lord. He was a great man of God. Great man of God. And so Chrissy and I went to New York. One day, and and, uh, Carol said, Hey, guess what? Remember Brother So and so's son? Right after he passed away, his son had such a powerful meeting with God. He is an amazing man of God. How many know when we pray, we win? Nothing can stop the power of people seeking the face of God. (laughs) Ask, seek, knock. Ask, seek, knock. Ask and keep asking. Seek and keep seeking. Knock and keep knocking. When we do that, the Bible, the the church history tells us that the Jews would call this beggar's wisdom. Beggar's wisdom says this. I know I'm a beggar, but if I keep begging, they will answer my cry and guess what we have a good good father who says this if you being evil know how to give good gifts how much more will I but something happens when you pray fervently things fall off of you your heart changes and just like Hannah just like Hannah She prayed for a gift, the gift of a son. But God wanted to give her an even greater gift. And as she wrestled and as she surrendered and as she turned her son over to God even before he was born, that boy became the man who would lead Israel out of darkness. He was a world leader and a world changer. And that, that... persistent praying because she prayed through something happened not just for her but to her as she prayed persistently and then God gave her the thing that she wanted more than anything else and so here's what I'll close our persistence gets us more than what we want it gets us what is actually really good for us and if you're here today we're going to pray now And I know that this is the moment people are like, "Uh uh-oh, no. This is the moment, no. This is the moment that we approach the throne of grace with boldness. This is the moment that we say, nothing is too hard for God. Everybody say that with me, ready? Nothing is too hard for God. How about this, nothing is too hard for my father, ready? Nothing is too hard for my father. Lift your hands. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord.